I'm just trying to prepare for Halloween. How do I do this? Ooh, ooh that's gonna stain. Mmm, uh, uh. tastes good. Welcome to my. Oh, jeez. Okay, okay, hold okay. on a second. So, I'm gonna try not to think about it. Like, at all. At all, at all. And I don't know what that means or what's gonna happen because of it, but rest assured. We're gonna do it. Hey! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris, and not only is this Full Circus, but I am unrehearsed, okay? I do not know what I'm going to say. That's not true. I know what... No, actually, it was true. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I know what I'm going to be talking about. So, this is a little bit of uncharted territory for me, because like I said in the last episode, I come up with a premise and a topic and something I kind of want to speak on and subconsciously and sometimes just straightforward and straight up consciously I'll think about it and be like, hey, what about that, what about that, what about that, what about that, but nay, dude, I made a conscious effort, not subconscious, straight up, hardcore conscious effort to not think about it and not plan out and not kind of play the stand up hard or how's we want to talk about this and just let it flow. Just gonna let it ride, dude. Cause I'm tired of having it somewhat scripted in my mind and then it not going according to the plan and and it, it just gets tricky you know if, if I, I don't know if I explained it well in the last episode but if I did go back and watch that because I'm not going to do it again the point being we are jumping off dude into the deep end with no floaties okay that's what this feels like it's like so I was like hey do, do you want to just like look over this for just a second do you want to practice your swimming routine I'm like no hey dude and that's where I'm at right now okay I could have thought about it for a little bit because I'm like hey maybe I'll think about it just a little bit but no dude whenever I started to think about what I wanted to say I was just like I didn't have a rubber band but if I did I, I would have snapped it but instead I just shook my wrist and until people started looking at me and I forgot what I was even thinking about in the first place but anyways guys we are unrehearsed, and we're living it, and we're living large, dude. And I really hope this episode doesn't bite, because then I don't want anyone thinking, like, well, if he's just completely unrehearsed, then he's just trash altogether. Um, because I don't rehearse, like, all of it. I don't try to rehearse it anyway. It just happens where I think about the freaking, um, the ambulance and the corn from a few episodes ago. How many, jeez, we're flying through these things. That was not a few episodes ago. That was quite a while. Um... But I thought about that a little bit on the way home because you're thinking and I, I just I want to have more of a off the cuff and improv feel. So I want to feel a little bit more off the cuff and improv feeling. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We will see what happens. And hopefully that allows me to slow down a little bit as well. I was talking about shifting gears, finding the pace and riding the turns in the right way. And um, maybe slowing down will be a result of me not knowing exactly what I'm going to say, right? If I have a script, like it's a teleprompter, but no, you wipe that crap out. Where are we? I don't know. So we're going to talk and just kind of fly through this thing as elegantly and as gracefully as possible. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else was noteworthy to talk off the top. Oh, dude, I'm wearing this shirt. It's an Atari shirt I got from my uncle. Great uncle? Great, great. No, straight up just only one great, great uncle. Not that he wasn't great, great. It's just relatively to my relatives, he was a, he was he was my great uncle. Um, <clears throat> it's huge, dude. It's huge, but I love it. It's great. It's white, and um, I was I was I was gonna stand up to show you how big it is, but I'll do that in a second after I make one more point. Um, I don't know how 
this shirt is still white. Okay, like I said, for my great uncle, he was he was seventy, mid seventies or something, um, and he had this shirt. And I don't know how you keep a shirt this white for that long. I really don't because I'll wear one shirt, a, a freaking white shirt I got last week, and it already looks like it was my favorite shirt at being a professional painter for the last twenty five years. Okay, so I I got this thing. I was like, is there no freaking stains anywhere? And look. This is how big it is. It's tucked into my sweatpants. Now, what does that mean? Not only does it not fit me that great, but that it's a larger canvas for a splash zone or splatter area. But somehow, some way, you got it over. Seriously, dude, one lunch. I'll eat one lunch with a fresh new white shirt and it's already gone. It already doesn't mean anything. It's already waste, okay? So I've gotten to the point where I, I, I promise you, dude, I swear, this is not even a joke. Um, I take off my, my clothes when I eat at this point because I'm so afraid of who I am as an eater that I, it's, I, don't, I don't know how I mess, okay? I wish I could break it down for you in some sort of learning tutorial step-by-step, step um, but I don't know what it is. I don't know where the, the problems happen from chip to mouth, but to splash, to crumbs, to mess. Um, so it's really unfortunate. I don't like it at all. But anyways, guys, um, yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, check this out, too. If, if you notice, I think I've done pretty good so far with not playing with it well, until we just did that. Um, but I got the extension tube, dude. This is this is this is <laughs> I don't really know. I got it yesterday, um, but I feel like it's a lifesaver so far. Um, I only did one show without it, so I can't really speak on it in a dramatic effect. But I will say this. It feels great. It gives it the proper amount of extension to fall ever so gently underneath my face. Um, so that really was a lifesaver. Again, for the people who are giving the tutorials and reviews on buying this arm, um, mention the tube, okay? And for all you people that aren't using the tube with this luxurious arm, get the tube! I'll tell you that right now. I don't want to be one of those guys in the future who doesn't mention the tube. Hey, get the tube! So anyways, I got the tube, um, and I'm living right, and I'm living gracefully now. Um, also, the lights are a little bit shimmied and staggered. We're trying something new with it, and I only have one camera battery, so I, I could only turn it on for like five minutes and kind of play with them for a second. So the lights, like myself, are going in unrehearsed. I don't know if this is the right setup. It's casted shadows or overexposed or whatever. We're just letting it roll. That's the nature of the full circus is we just fly, dude, right? Much like a baby bird whose mama gets tired of them in the nest, we just have to fly. We gotta let it fly, baby! I just smacked that. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think that's everything I had to talk about, dude. I'm feeling good. Today's feeling great. I'm wearing a white shirt for the first time in my life that doesn't have a stain on it, and that's because I haven't eaten in it. Uh, I just had dinner, and I was wearing a different shirt. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a white shirt, and you feel clean. You feel excited. I moisturized after my shower before the show. Now, this might not sound like a big deal to most of you people, but moisturizing for me was never in the question because, quite frankly, I, I didn't think I'd ever be a moisturizing guy, right? If you sat there in your seat or the treadmill or wherever you're listening to this show and you said, wow, you think you were being a moisturizing guy, like just sit right there. I want you to think about it and say, Tristan, would you consider yourself a moisturizing guy? And I'd say, no, I would never consider myself a moisturizing guy. But here I am putting on moisturizer. God knows why. I see it in all the morning routines and people talk about taking care of their skin and taking care of their skin, whatever. And surely enough, I, I got carded at a bank. I didn't know they did that. But, you know, I feel like I already look young enough. But I thought, you know what? It's right there. It says for man on it. So I'm going to moisturize. Um, and that's just step one in being proactive and taking care of yourself, I think. I don't know what the next step is. Like exfoliate? Exfoliate? 
Like, don't even get me started, dude. I don't even know what that means. I can't even say the word right. It's seriously, if you sit there and you ask yourself, hey, do you exfoliate? Do you know what exfoliate means? I'd say no, you idiot. I just said I don't know what exfoliate means. I really don't, truly. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I seriously don't, I don't have anything to say on that because I don't know what exfoliate means. And I don't know if that's the next part of my my step and my plan, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get on the wave of health and all things, right? You start to try and eat a little better, drink a little more water, exercise a little better, just kind of taking care of your health because people say, oh, health is important, and I'm trying to trust. So I eat good, I exercise, I moisturize, and we don't exfoliate yet, but you know, it's, there's just hundreds of steps that go into this whole freaking game that we could, we do call life and health. And, um, and I really don't even know where to begin. Seriously, if you ask myself, you sit there and you say, hey, Tristan, where do you begin? I say, I don't know, dude. I don't know, moisturizer, I think. I don't like it though. It feels like I'm, I'm putting some oil, like I'm about to throw myself in the oven at 450 degrees. It's just, it feels a little unnatural to be coating yourself in something for no reason, right? Like I don't like sunscreen because it's like, oh, I'm oily, like I'm some sort of lobster, I'm about to be baked and boiled and, and whatever. It's all buttery, it's gross, but at least I can say, hey, it has a purpose. It has a function, right? Sunscreens protect from the UV, harmful rays, and science, science, science. Um, moisturizer, it's just like, what am I doing? I'm not noticing any like liquid moisturizing effect out of it. All I know is that I'm kind of a little bit slicker and stickier, and I don't like it, and it's taking time. Um, but alas, we are taking the necessary steps. Um, but anyways, guys, <laughs> uh, what has been going on for real, dude? I've been working with my dad a lot, man. My dad, and I haven't worked with my dad in a while, dude. Probably since like last year or the last time it snowed. Um, and it was cold and it was it was nice. It was whatever. Funny enough, he actually, <laughs> he peed on my, my hoodie. Not because he meant to, I don't think. We didn't actually bring that up in the discussion. But my hoodie was lying in the in the bathroom area because it fell. I, I didn't throw it in there. Like Not because there was like a puddle on the ground and I threw my jean jacket. And I was like, guys cross no don't tarnish the soil let me that's not what happened i uh it fell off a balcony and and no one bothered to pick it up so it was peed upon but uh you know um again it was cold out and i was freezing so surely enough i did put it back on and <laughs> it was warmer but anyways guys um yeah so i hadn't worked with my dad in a while and a couple days ago i get a call hey son i just want to tell you that i Saw your Nightmare Before Christmas cover thing you did, and boy, you are talented. Now, immediately, uh, I knew right out the get-go, right out of the gates, that something was coming. Because my dad's not just going to call me up and compliment me. That's not to say he doesn't like what I do, but I'm not getting a freaking 3 p.m. call that says, Hey, you're awesome, man! You there! I was like, yeah, thanks. What do you need? <laughs> and, um, and he basically just needed me to do a little family um, renovations. The job itself doesn't really matter a lot, except I've I've just been going there. Um, it's been taking up a quite a bit of time, and it's always interesting. It's always interesting working with our our big family days, right? You get all the boys, all the guys, and we go there to do this whole freaking kit and caboodle, and and they really don't need me. I don't I, I don't know why he keeps calling me in. To be 
completely truthful, I don't do anything. I don't do a whole lot. I sit there and I kind of just play around and I crack some jokes. So maybe I'm fiddling again. Um, maybe they want, maybe they want me there. They're like, hey, tell some jokes, lift the morale or whatever. But um, for the most part, over this past weekend and the few days I did, I just sat there and I was just casting stones, dude. I was just throwing them, um, trying to make cool shots, recording videos and whatever. And and uh, surely enough, as the eight or nine hours passed, it was time to go home. I was like, oh, so that was it. <laughs> um, so I was actually going to go work before the podcast, but now it's going to be tomorrow. And I'll update you in the next one, I guess. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I really, I really couldn't tell you. I don't serve a big purpose. Everyone's working the machinery and going hard and doing the things. And, and I'm just like, hey. I'm here, but I'm not going to draw too much attention to myself because I don't want you to throw me in the game. You know, I'm fine on the sidelines, Dad. Um, so that's great. That's always fun. Um, yeah. And I think I used to get a little frustrated or annoyed at these big, you know, big family, like a yard work day or these hard days where you go out and help it. And, you know, because he doesn't just pay you because it's a family, right? We're a family. We bond together. We link up. My dad does a million things for me for free and, and all this. You know, my dad's amazing. So I hope I'm not painting that in any other way besides that. Um, but I think back when I was like 16, 17 or so, you get a little frustrated. It's like, oh, I'm spending the Saturday. I'm not making any money. I'm not doing any whatever, whatever, whatever. But now, dude, I appreciate it so much more when I don't get paid, um, which doesn't sound right. But let me explain. There's something about being on the clock, right? When you're on someone else's dime that you feel like you have to be working. You have to be really putting your, your best foot forward at all times. And when I'm not being paid, I feel like I have a lot of more leeway to do whatever I want and kind of, you know, not be disrespectful and, you know, towards their time and what they're doing. Like if he was struggling with some rock, he's like, trust me. I'm like, one second, dad, I'm popping in locking. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like it's a lot more relaxed, especially like on a construction site or something like that. Hey, I get to just goof around like this picture, wherever it's at. I made a freaking face on a tree out of mud. It took me 35 minutes to do that. I'm balling out of mud. <laughs> Is it sticky enough, right? Have you ever tried to stick mud to a tree? It doesn't, it's, it actually wasn't that hard. But it was hard to get the spacing right on the eyebrows and stuff. And I also signed it with my hands. And after upon doing so, I don't know if the picture's still up or not, but, you know, I hope you got a good look at it. Um, you see the freaking handprints on it. It was supposed to be a little signature, kind of like a, a finger paint. You just smack your hands. Um, but when I look back at the photo, it looks like that tree's about to, push me or he just got done pushing me. he's like hey you know um so yeah that was basically my best tale from work was <laughs> they're all working and doing important stuff i'm like what kind of fun characters can i do what can i do to play around and and just mess in this yard um so yeah it was good it was great it was fun it was grand and uh we'll see what kind of fun faces faces i can make tomorrow um what else is going on, dude? Speaking of work for free, uh, I watched my brother's dogs either last week or the weekend before. I kind of lost track of time. Um, yeah, he uh, needed me to come watch his dogs. I said, hey, there's dogs over there. I'm there. I came to go watch your dogs because that's who I am, right? Old reliable. <laughs> it's too reliable. Um, and the dogs were great. There's not really anything dramatic to say from that area they're not fighting anymore so as bad as that was at least it was like oh gosh dead down right doggone it was uh it was pretty intense and it was messy and got your heart racing but now it was it was pretty chill it's pretty relaxed you know um he took a bigger bite out of my ice cream sandwich bar that i i would have wanted but it was cool um and also oh, they, they have a lot of security cameras there now or they had them but i haven't really seen them before 
And <laughs> the first thing I did when I got there was no, just camera, 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 camera. Like it felt like I was on some sort of television game show. I was like, hey, we got you, man. You are punk. There's a camera here, here, and here. Um, but yeah, so I, I see all these cameras and I'm like, all right, well, is it wrong for me to unplug these? I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not hosting any parties and having people over doing any drugs or anything like that. But for some reason, I feel a little awkward having the cameras on me, which is ironic. But yeah, it's uh, it was just something weird to have the cameras on. So immediately I go around and I start unplugging them. It takes about a good 25 minutes. I'm trying to find all these cameras like it's an Easter egg hunt, but I'm praying, playing some sort of straggling prisoner break, um, throwing a sticky dart. Um, <laughs> so I, I get all these cameras and it was all well and fine, but I can only imagine what it looked like from his perspective. It's these cameras where you can log onto the app. You type in your thing and you go through all your, like, the previous footage. It's all camera down, 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 down. He's like, prison? What's going on? We're being robbed. Um, and so if you, like, watch the last five minutes of each camera, you see me go like this. You know? <laughs> so it's like, what is going on in our house? What was he up to that he felt the need to spend 25 minutes unplugging 18 different security cameras? Um, and I wasn't up to no good. I mean, at least I wasn't planning to be. I definitely, you know, I should say, I, you probably should have kept the security cameras on because once they were off, I started digging through their fridge and I found some, what was it? Uh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A cookies and desserts and stuff like that, that they probably wouldn't have appreciated me eating. But now that I knew no one was going to know, I I partook, I partaked, past tense of partitions. Um, yeah, so I, I graciously accepted that and, and all the fruits of their labor. <laughs> and I, I just kind of pilfered and got everything out of their pantry. So it was delicious. And it was nice to know that no one could see it. No one could happen. So I was just a little dirty crumb goblin just in the, <laughs> in the dark in the middle of the night in someone else's house. Lights were off. Cameras were broken down. And, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So um, that's a note to Carlton. If you want to save your Chick-fil-A cookies for the future, put your cameras up higher. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but anyways, what else is happening? Oh, dude, I, this is not something that happened to me. And I've been meaning to say stuff like this before all the time because um, I, I watch some other podcasts and I see people, they start doing news segments or not even like news. Like, well, the weather, well, seems, well, Jimothy, it seems to be there's a house fire down here on Eastern Bay and three are dead. It seems to be the cause of the fire was a hair. I don't mean like actual news. This is Tristan Artois reporting on the scene. Um, they cover topics and, and trending articles and such, you know, just whatever, not real worldly news. No one cares about that or somebody does the world probably. But <laughs> I mean, um, but anyways, I see people talk about stuff. I'm like, oh, am I supposed to like make light or, or comment on some fun little things that are going around the world? Because there's tons of fun things that pop up. Like, oh, I could talk about that, make a little joke, or just cover it and see what happens, right? Well, especially because we're unrehearsed. Who knows? Who knows? So this whole time, I've just been trying to make, you know, a 30-minute show out of what happened to me in a week, which we've established. I don't always have 30 minutes worth of jokes and exciting things that happen to me in a week. Most of it is just stained shirts. Um, so, yeah, I decided I am going to look today, this morning, um, and just scroll through, like, the Twitter trending headlines and see if there's something we could talk about. And sure enough, dude, first try, I see something Grandmaster, whoops, let's go off the screen, Grandmaster, 
chess cheating scandal. I'm like, what the frick is that, dude? So I don't care about chess. I don't know anything about chess. I don't know how to play chess. Um, but this Twitter freaking article, I mean, it, it wasn't like through Twitter, but it, whatever. I found it on Twitter. Um it was about this freaking grand crime that it like disgraced the, the sport. Chess is not a sport. Okay, I'll say that real quick. For people that are still debating, is chess a sport? Most people say cheerleading isn't a sport. There's no way, dude. There's no way you get to call this. D7. Nine. <laughs> that is not a sport. Okay? A sport. One second. Where's my sport definition? An activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Now, for entertainment, well, that's really up for you to decide. But physical exertion, unless you are completely fatigued to the bone, can you say that is wearing you out? If you're not sweating, if you can't sweat, which is a funny concept to think about somebody like... Good, and we're going back. I don't know how chess really works, but we're going back and forth. Train shots, nights, nights, king, 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 king. God dang, you got somebody that's like throwing a tally, going to the corner, spraying water. Stay out there, champ. Stay out there. Come on, get him, get him. Put the, put the freaking knight to d4. Take the knight to d4. I got your camp. Go over. Ah, like it's boxing. <laughs> Dude, that would be great. I would watch that. And I don't know if that's not what it's like. So if chess is anything like that, Keep calling yourself a sport. Um, but if so, don't, please. It doesn't make any sense. But anyways, there was a scandal across the sport known as chess. The game. It's a game. It's a board game. <laughs> um, so this guy, now I'm not going to read the whole article for you because one, I didn't even read the whole thing. I got a little bored of it, but it was, it was like 18 pages. And I was like, I'm not an investigative journalist. It is not my job to be sitting there marking down notes and getting interviews from the different players. And what do you, what do you think that happened? Okay. Well, something else, you know, I, that's, I can't be doing that. And I keep freaking shifting and shoveling because this shirt is tucked into my pants and I'm not used to doing that. But anyways, <laughs> um, so what happened? I'll, I'll give you the, the pair freaking, what word am I looking for? Paraphrase. I will give you the cliff notes. Um, so basically, there is a 19-year-old. Let's just call him Neiman. I don't remember. It's pretty close. It was like N-I-E man or Mon. Whatever. You get the point. Neiman, 19-year-old, rose through the ranks so freaking fast. And now he's a grandmaster, which, again, sounds way too important for a board game. But listen, you guys do you. Neiman, the grandmaster, faced this guy named Carlson. Okay? Now, they face off in this great British-European match or something open. I don't, again, I don't even read it. But <laughs> they played outside physically, and, and somehow Neiman bests Carlson, and Carlson's pissed. He goes, oh, what? Actually, he doesn't even finish the match. He leaves. He doesn't, he's like, this is, I can't comprehend this. Um, so uh, days later, he's like, I can't believe he beat me because no one, I guarantee you, there's a handful of people in the world that could probably go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me when they're using black and I'm on white. Now, first off, Carlson, check your ego. Okay. Now, two, Carlson made some bold statements. And I believe this guy's around 34. This is a 19-year-old. He was just getting stomped out by. And he makes some pretty lofty statements. He says, hey, Neiman, I believe, I believe. Now, again, 
are there news reporters? Who's going to a press conference for chess? It's a whole other world out there. Um, and I need to learn to accept that. But anyways, so there's they're at this press conference. I don't know for sure, but I'm in my own head. They're at this press conference and people are talking. Like, well, Neiman, what happened? What do you think? How did Neiman beat you, Carlson? And Carlson's like, well, listen, I'm no one beats me ever. Okay, I'm the best. But also, I think he cheated. What? Now, this is not something you're allowed to do in the game of chess, okay? You are calling out someone's IQ, the intelligence, the integrity of the game, not the sport, um, and everything that goes into it. So immediately, Neiman, he gets on, he, get, he goes on the offense. He starts attacking. Hey, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do anything like that. I'll say this, okay? I'll say this right now. The, the professional gamer that is Neiman, I have cheated once, actually twice, ever in my life. I was 13 and 16, but never professionally. I've, I've only done it twice, and it was for leisure cheating. Um, and somehow, someway, that statement, his damage control, and even coming out and saying, I've cheated twice, got people every, like off his back, right? So he's like, I've, I've done it before. I'm only 19, that was three years ago, and I had a three-year span, so technically, if we're following a pattern, 13? 16, 19, mathematically, he's he's due for another cheat. Um, so anyways, Neiman puts this statement out. He's like, Carlson's full of BS. He can't be doing that. I beat him. I'm a grandmaster. 19. Um, and things kind of go away. The dust settles. Freaking weeks later, apparently there's investigators they got everybody digging through the files and the archives and they start playing online they have like an open tournament trying to figure out who's going to make it into the bracket in the tournament it's all very you know chessy um and they start monitoring neiman's moves now they come out and they say it has now been proven with the data that we have found and the points and the memory, and the research, and the information we've gathered. Neiman's a cheater, and we know it! And Carlson's riding on his horse just to prove it. He's like, I told you I'm the best! And um, they proved it. Neiman is a cheater. Now, when I first read this, again, I was like, how? who was cheating? How does a grandmaster cheat at chess? Who's whispering? Who's telling him what to do if he's the grandmaster? Why isn't that guy in the tournament? That's what I was thinking. I was like, who's, how does that work, right? Who's given him the details, the plot? Um, and apparently it, there was no physical guy that was, was just plugging information into his ear. When they were playing online, what Neiman would do, would he be playing a guy, or at least this is kind of how they summed it up, is he'd be playing a guy, but he'd be using the computer's I ideas <laughs> to move through the board so that like a, like you could open up another tab and play against the computer and and just follow their freaking path so he was using that and they track the algorithms and they're like well it looks like you're a cheater neiman he's like gosh dang it you figure me out i'm 19 grandmaster um and he was he was cheating again i don't know how he all did it and i don't know how he cheated as a grandmaster but it was it was just a fascinating tale especially for someone who doesn't know anything about it now i gotta see a game of chess are they sweating are there people cheating are they like hand and pieces under the like i don't i don't know how it works and also how do you do it if it's not online 
If this was in a physical game where they're mano y mano, moving the pieces, staring at, you know, whatever you do. Um, and somehow he still accused him of cheating. So Carlson didn't say anything about that, although that's where his initial things was. He, he said something along the lines of, I could just tell by the way he was moving his pieces that his, his, his ideas and his mechanics were something ungodly <laughs> it was it was spoke it was it felt very dramatic just the same and they're like well now we got to question Neiman's entire rise to fame because he went from freaking 13 to 19 that's a excessive path to become a chess champion now i don't in my head i don't think it should take that long to learn but again i don't know anything about it if it takes 10 plus years to get really great at a certain board game Maybe you're not that good at it. You know, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I watch football and baseball, sometimes basketball, it's the playoffs. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to say about that, but I thought it was a hilarious kind of dramatic thing, dude. Next time you, you pop open Netflix or Hulu, you'll see a documentary, the chess cheating scandal. We thought we were going to be talking about Jeffrey Dahmer this weekend because another documentary thing came out, but, <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about the world's greatest Chess scandal. Cheating in sports. Is it okay? Neiman says differently. Um, so anyways, I I immediately read the whole ish thing and I thought it was great and I wanted to share that with you guys. So um if there's other podcasts to do, that's fun. I just get to read a quick thing and make jokes and make fun of people. Come on, dude. I've been talking about getting my sweatshirt beat on and staining my shirts and talking too slow and all kinds of crazy nonsense when I can let other people write the words for me and I just get to do this. Poke, poke, poke. Um, so, yeah, that was great. That was that was a fun time. And I, I can't say thank you enough to whoever did this. And all we can do is just picture who's going to play who in the documentary. Who's going to play Neiman? He's a 19-year-old kid. Although I think he, it doesn't matter. I He looked like one of the Beatles. But... <clears throat> Anyways, guys, I think that is everything we have to talk about today. We've covered the news, covered the work. However, um, there is one thing I want to talk about, and it's going to be a little sadder, okay? So if you've had a great time, if this episode's been a banger, if we've enjoyed it quite a bit, um, you can click off right now because the next part is not going to be any much more of a laughs. It is just a moment. I want to say thank you, Okay to my dog that has recently passed away um abby as you may know and usually i'm not someone to like just post on social media and just do about the sad things because i'm all happy you know hap, hap, hap. <laughs> but uh my dog had recently passed away and the reason i felt this was worth noting was because we got this dog about a year and a half ago which coincidentally was the time that this show started and through 80 plus episodes you can occasionally hear this dog barking and chirping and yelling throughout the episodes and it was so inconsiderate and inconvenient and i've talked about her you can probably go back to episode eight or something i don't know and i talk about getting this new dog she's rowdy and excited and it's hard to control her and she was super obnoxious through so many episodes and we yell abby shut it down and um, I felt like it was worth noting because not only was she a part of the show, but in a way she was a, uh, a co-host and I wanted to honor her in that way and, and say thank you, Abby, for your service to the show. Thank you for your, your contributions, 
even when I thought they were annoying, I think people got a good laugh out of them. And, you know, she had a great comedic sense of timing. It was always as soon as my most important thing was happening, whether it was in the podcast or my voiceovers, I'd be like, and now with the most dramatic part of the scene, I'm like, Avi, oh, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> and I'd redo the whole thing. And yeah, Abby, just thank you. Thank you. Because it was uh, it was beautiful. And and you know what? As as much as I uh, was annoyed at the time, I'd do anything to have those barks back. Because it's, it's rough, dude. And it's hard, man. It's hard, man. Morning, morning sucks. Not like dawn morning. But you know what I mean. Um, now, death is already sucky. Death. It just sucks. I was going to say something else, but it's just trash. It's, it, it feels no good. And, and people mourn and grieve in so many different ways. And I feel like for me, a lot of the times, it's my initial mourning is very jokey in my brain, right? So my my dog was hit by a, a school bus. And in my head, not immediately, but, you know, like a couple hours after, my brain wants to make jokes in a way and make light of it, not because I'm trying to be insensitive, but the fact that my mind is being insensitive, it tells me that it's not real, right? Like if I'm willing to make jokes, it tells me that it's not actually a serious situation because I wouldn't do it otherwise. Um, so my brain says things like, you know, I thought diabetes was going to get her because, you know, she had been gotten pretty overweight and or that, you know, it was a school bus that she had never been that great at learning. And I and I, these things come to my mind and I know they sound insensitive, but it, it makes me feel better. Now, the tricky part about that is that no one else works like that. So my process of mourning is alone. I'm by myself in that where I can't I can't really let those go and do whatever. So I kind of just got to deal with these jokes and go through these things and in progress in any ways. But it sucks, dude. It just sucks. And I, I miss her so much. And Abby, you were so great on this show. She always knew how to get a laugh. Never failed. Never failed. She was uh, she was really spectacular for a year and a half. And she filled our hearts with joy, man. So that was that was two points. And I guess I'll throw in a third one because, you know, what is a conversational point without three of them? Um... Yeah, I, I also wanted to bring it up, not just for the sadness and the honorable and, and whatever it may be, and trying to hold my, my game face, that, you know, I always talk about on the show that you can spin something, right? Like, oh, something bad's happening. At least there's this. At least there's that. At least there's whatever. And um, I, it's important to say that it's, it's also just okay to not be able to spin something because some things you can't spin. You cannot Ouch, sorry, microphone stand. Um, and me, I hurt my thumb. Ow. Uh, you know, you can't spin death. You can't. It's it's one of those things you just can't... Whatever, dude. If you can spin death, then you should work at a funeral home. Or we should burn you. you got to be a wizard or something. Death is unspinnable, and it sucks, and it's hard. Death is just a sucky blow, dude. And you just deal with it. And and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really having a hard time, and I'm not invincible. People say, hey, you're so happy-go-lucky. How do you do it? My life's hard. And it's whatever. I can't spin this. This is just a crappy, sucky feeling. I got I got no joy, no closure. I got no peace or grace. And and the bad things that happen, it's, it's unspinnable, guys. It's unspinnable. It's like a freaking turntable. It's like a, you know, but it just doesn't move. It's got no, no spin, no turn on it. So, yeah, I just wanted to real quick say thank you to Abby and, 
and uh, um, and pray for the family, if you guys don't mind. Um, and if you guys were willing to sit through this last couple minutes of the podcast, um, that's kind of pretty bold of you. You had no idea what I was going to say, and I said, you're going to cancel off. It's about to get real sad. Um, but yeah. So guys, everyone always says, hug your loved ones. You don't know when the last times you're going to see them, but they never say hug your pet ones, okay? Hug your animals because... Well, they get lots of hugs, but there can never be never enough hugs, right? What I would do to have this dog interrupting me right now, have her screaming and going crazy and breaking windows and making my life way more inconvenient and inconsiderate. So I'm not saying don't hug <laughs> your loved ones, okay? Hug your loved ones, but hug those dogs too. Hug those pets, even if it's a cat. Hug it, man. Um, and appreciate their quirks. Appreciate their uh, inconveniences. Whether it's animals or whatever, I guess that's the real message. That's the moral, you know, because as troubling as it may be in the time, when it's too quiet, what you would do to have it back. So, um, Abby, I love you. This episode's dedicated to you. And uh, I know you're up in heaven right now. And I know all the guard doggy and angels up there and the Lord and relatives and whoever may be. They might be getting frustrated with your noise, okay? And take it from me. Don't quiet down. You're good at what you do. She's good at what she does. Don't quiet down. You're great. You're perfect the way you are. Um, and uh, anyways, yeah, that is the show. And I know it's kind of awkward to end it on a sad note, but I, what was the alternative? To say it right in the beginning? She was such a fundamental... <laughs> she was a fundamental part of the show and it felt like it was needed to be stated so Abby thank you bless your heart we love you we miss you and this has been Full Circus to talk about a closer huh so I felt like the episode went pretty well unscripted unrehearsed and and I probably definitely should have rehearsed the, the deeper more emotional parts but I told you to click off that was on you if we're blaming, you have to accept half. So that's all it is, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. This has been the Photo Circus. I have been and will always be Tristan Sartoris, and I will catch you guys in the next one. I'm going to go figure out how to get really good at chess and then cheat. Ha <laughs> ha!